Uh, welcome to my uh, second podcast, uh, a companion piece to his China winning or losing the currency wars. The reason I wrote those two notes was that we've seen very unusual behavior uh, in China, and particularly in in reference to what its foreign reserves are doing. Um, and for almost every sort of big macro investor that I know or talk to, would say the combination of very high property prices in China. Uh, combined with the sort of trade wars ongoing um, and you know falling reserves, you know means that at some point uh, China would have to devalue, and certainly I would think that would be pretty likely as well, or did think that was very likely. The issue I've got with it is that when we look at the history of falling foreign reserves, um, they normally happen in conjunction with falling uh, falling property prices because you have capital leaving the country. Uh, and that's certainly been the examples we've seen in the Eurozone during the Euro crisis uh, and other countries as well. Um, and so if foreign reserves are already fallen and the property prices are still okay and the renminbi is very strong, um, we just have to at least entertain uh, the idea that maybe something else is going on. And that really was what the second note is about and saying, well, look, you know, it's possible I think it is possible that the Chinese have managed to get uh, a number of commodities priced in renminbi. And they certainly have the exchanges set up. Uh, the volumes on those exchanges aren't quite what we see elsewhere, but they certainly have set them up. And it's certainly true with a trade partner like Russia. They'd be very keen to avoid using the dollar and potentially renminbi. And it's certainly true that there are other trade partners, uh, Iran notably, uh, would also probably be very happy to sell energy priced in renminbi, for example. Um, you then look at other commodities like, such as iron ore, uh, where the majority of that pricing is done in China already. And interestingly, the Hong Kong exchange, which I uh, highlighted in the note, did buy LME a few years ago. And so what you see in the Hong Kong exchange is they already have uh, commodity futures priced in renminbi as well. Um, and so, you know, you end up with this sort of more nuanced picture that, you know, China is trying to de-dollarize. It's trying to, you know, do more of its trade in renminbi. Uh, you know, I think the stars are aligned, certainly with some trade partners. Um, and, and, you know, as a natural reaction to the weaponization of the U.S. dollar that uh, happened under the Trump administration and continues under the Biden administration. So when you put it all together, you end up with a much more nuanced picture. Um, the tricky part with it, uh, and this is, I think, what is tricky for everyone, and certainly tricky for me, is that in my entire uh, market-watching career, uh, almost every government has always chosen to devalue. In fact, uh, Japanese economic policy for the last 30 years has all about been about trying to devalue the yen constantly. The Eurozone, I think, would be almost in the same bucket now. Uh, I'm, personally, I'm, I'm, I find it extraordinary that uh, interest rates in Europe are still negative uh, with a tripling of gas prices and, and spiking food prices. The game, you know, it's a sign for me of a very weak government uh, unable to you know, generate growth or inflation through policies, and so they rely on devaluation. And typically what has been the case over for many years is countries just choose to devalue constantly. Um, uh and so it is a bit of a surprise that we see uh, the renminbi being so strong, despite reserves being well down on where they were. And we see a lot of proxies for the renminbi, like the Korean one, also being weak. Um, but when we look at you know, other price action, Hong Kong Exchange Group is one, uh, but other sort of China-related names like luxury, you sort of see that the market is not 
pricing and like an imminent devaluation or an imminent collapse in Chinese growth or or anything like that. And so, you know, I must say for me, the odds are beginning to shift towards China is gaining some traction on de-dollarizing its economy and needing less foreign reserves. And if that continues to go uh, as it has, and the outflows that have generally been seen in China for the last five years, and probably continue given their attack on big tech uh, and other things like that, if those outflows were to turn to inflows, um, that is, if people suddenly sort of gave up on the US dollar and started to worry about whether the US was a, a good store of value or US dollar was a good store of value, and those flows reversed, then we could be at the foothills of a seismic change in, in markets. I don't know if that's the case yet, but I'm, it's certainly something I think is interesting that I'm watching. Anyway, that is a gist of those two uh, notes I published recently. Um, that's why they're very interesting. I'll probably write more notes about them uh, going forward because I find it very interesting. And I think it's the really big question uh, that people should be looking at. All right. Well, thanks for your time and I'll post another one soon.